You're tuning into the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pernella Harris, licensed mental health provider, bringing you everyday wellness tips and mental health education. If you're new here, I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you receive alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. when I upload a new episode. If you like what you hear, and I know you will, please leave me a glowing review and share this podcast with your friends and family so that we get this message out to as many people as possible. Today, we are going to talk about how to stop procrastinating. You know, we are entering a season of newness, new opportunities, usually with the new year approaching, we want to start looking at ways that we can improve. So how to stop procrastinating so that we can get into that productive energy is what we're covering today. All right, so in the words of Benjamin Franklin, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And like Nike says, just do it. We're going to talk about it. These are some of my mantras that I live by that helps keep me productive. So I think they will be very helpful. But before we get into it, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Experts define procrastination as a self-defeating behavior pattern marked by short-term benefits and long-term costs. So in other words, we put off things that we need to get done for things that we like to do. So for example, we need to write a paper or we need to clean our house, make dinner, things that are just not necessarily exciting things, but perhaps we put that off or we procrastinate doing it for something more exciting, like going out with our friends, going to lunch, going on a date, you know, going to get a pedicure or spa. But we oftentimes put our energy into immediate gratification and delay the gratification of something that is important, something that will make an impact, whether it's in our career, whether it's our schooling, whether it's in just moving forward, the cleanliness of our home or the organization, things that we need to do. All right, so we all procrastinate from time to time. This can be problematic if it becomes a habit that is impacting your daily functioning and well-being. Okay. According to 2014 study on procrastination and coping, 20 to 25% of adults worldwide are chronic procrastinators. You know, this issue could be linked to depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, ADHD, or just poor study habits. Procrastination is connected to negative functioning and risk to your mental health. 
which is why it's important for us to cover it because, you know, by us indulging in immediate gratification and delaying the long-term benefits of the tasks that we need to get done, it creates more unrest in us. It impacts our well-being. It creates more anxiety. So even though in the moment we might be getting some benefits from going out, talking on the phone, enjoying life, in the long term, it does not serve us. All right. So that is why we're covering procrastination. We're going to be talking about five ways to stop procrastinating. But before we get into that, I want to understand, I want to take it apart like a scientist and understand why we procrastinate in the first place. You know, there are many reasons why we procrastinate, but here are some common ones that I've found. Studies indicate that most people procrastinate as a means of delaying stress, even though, like we talked about, the results indicate that the behavior of procrastination actually produces more long-term stress. All right. So instant gratification is at play when it comes to procrastination. If a task seems too stressful or requires a lot of mental energy, we may prolong it to do something that is more enjoyable or easier than doing the hard stuff. All right. So one reason for our procrastination is boredom. No one likes to be bored. I know I don't like. So if something just does not seem interesting, it just seems boring. We are not likely to jump at the opportunity to be bored to sleep. So we may put that off. (laughs) for something more fun and exciting. I'd rather go out and, you know, have a good time with my girls than to, you know, read 30 chapters of a biology book. You know, I actually like biology. I know I'm geeky, but I would rather go out with my friends than (laughs) to read. So, you know, boredom could be at play when we postpone doing something that's necessary. Number two is just not feeling confident in our ability to complete the task, right? So we don't feel like we're going to be successful or victorious anyway. Like, why am I jumping at this? Like, I already know it's going to be difficult. I already know I'm probably not going to, you know, be able to succeed at it. So I'm going to push this off to, you know, as close to the end. I'm just going to just do it and then, you know, deal with it when I have to rather than doing it early. And so if you don't believe that you will be victorious or successful at something, you may self-sabotage and put it off. So that's when procrastination becomes a thing. Uh, Number three is fear and anxiety, right? Sometimes we get paralyzed by fear, you know, so we figured if we don't do anything, then, you know, we don't have to deal with it. It's another way of avoiding stress. So non-action could be due to fear of an outcome. Let's say you have to go for a medical exam and you're really afraid of what the outcome might be. So you kind of prolong it, postpone it, make excuses not to go because you're afraid of of what they're going to tell you. And then you're going to have to deal with whatever the outcome is. The other thing could be anxiety too. Social anxiety can get in a way of you really taking action. Fear and anxiety could be paralyzing. So rather than experiencing the discomfort, you know, you delay that discomfort by just not doing anything and putting it off as long as possible. 
Another reason for procrastination could be perfectionism. You know, people may delay tasks they believe they won't perform well in, or they may fail altogether. They may try to put it off as long as possible until, let's say, they feel inspired or until they feel motivated or maybe they have a better idea like, you know, I, this idea is OK, but I need more inspiration or it just it doesn't seem good enough. So I'm, I'm going to keep procrastinating until I get an idea that is better, even though inspiration is more likely to strike. Once a person gets started, they typically put it off to the last minute if they're perfectionist. Number five, just my last tips on some of the reasons people get into the funk or the trap of procrastinating is distraction. People may find it difficult to focus. Let's say you sit down to write a paper and you get a ding, a notification, you got a new text message or a new email. And then now you go check that email and you just get distracted. And now you're off looking at the email, responding to that email. Sometimes the distraction isn't physical. It could be mental. Maybe you're dealing with some heavy stuff and your mind just keeps ruminating about some emotional pain. Your partner may have disappointed you some kind of way. Maybe you have a fight or dispute with a sibling or a loved one. So distractions can often, you know, take away our focus from the task and we might put that off to deal with something else, whether it be something in our physical environment, something in our emotional environment, things of that nature. But there are always, you know, going to be something, some really viable reason to get off task. So today I'm going to be focusing on five ways we can stop procrastinating, right? The thing I want you to know before we get into these tips are, If you struggle with procrastination, it does not mean you're lazy, okay? Negative appraisal of yourself will not motivate you to be more productive. It just adds more shame and lowers your self-esteem and it's just not healthy. It's not a healthy internal atmosphere for you to engage in some change behavior. So instead of viewing yourself in this way and judging yourself in this way, I want you to look at it as something that you need to work harder at or something that you want to develop and improve upon. I want you to look at it as a personal development, a self-growth opportunity. Okay, we need to be self-compassionate. Anytime we are engaging in any type of change behavior, we need to be compassionate with ourselves and forgiving with ourselves and kind. Okay, so. I'm getting off my soapbox. Now I'm going to go ahead and give you the five ways to stop procrastinating. Number one, if you can do it immediately, do it. Like the quote we started this episode with is don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. So if there's something very quick that you can do on the spot, if there's something that you could do right then and there, Do it that way. You don't have a pile of tasks that you have to get back to. So whatever you can do as immediate as you can do it, go ahead and do it. If it's not, you know, something that's going to require a lot of mental fortitude or or things like that, something that you can do. Like, for example, if you run into somebody in a uh, supermarket 
and they're looking for you to, hey, can you tell me, you know, your sister's contact information is or what your salon that you go to. If you can do it in the moment and just send them that, if you have their contact already saved, you can send them, go ahead and send it. That way you don't have to get back to it. Sometimes if someone texts me, hey, do you remember what this is? Rather than, you know, trying to get back to them at some other point, if I have the time, I try to go ahead and handle anything I can do immediately. Now, there are moments that you can't do this. So in that instance, make a note, set a reminder and commit to the time that you're going to do it and get it done. All right, that way it's not hanging over your head. So number two is get started. A lot of times we like to wait for the perfect moment. You know, the sun and the stars need to be aligned in order for us to take action. But sometimes we just have to just say, okay, on this date, I'm gonna do it and do it. Just get started. Like figure out the details, make sure that you can perfect it as you're doing it. But get started. The hardest part is getting started. So once you get started, you build some momentum and then you can start to perfect it and things are moving right along. So for example, if you want to write that book, just get started. It does not have to be perfect. Like just get your thoughts and ideas on paper. If you want to start that business, just get started. Maybe get started with your mission statement. Maybe get started with, you know, what kind of business it's going to be. It does not have to be perfect when you get started, but getting started is the major goal here. Okay. Number three is chunk it down. Sometimes we procrastinate because we're overwhelmed. We don't know where to start the task. The project just seems so monumental that it doesn't seem like we can make a significant dent in doing anything. So we don't do anything. So my advice here is to chunk it down into smaller tasks. So if you have a big project, What can you do today to move forward? What could you do every day this week consistently so that you chunk down those tasks into smaller digestible bites so that you can feel accomplished and actually be progressing toward your bigger goal? So by the time three months pass, you have already gotten most of this project done. So really want to chunk it down into smaller tasks that you can get something accomplished and you're moving forward each day. Okay. Number four is reward yourself. You know, this is a journey, right? So when you actually have chunked it down and you have reached a milestone, reward yourself, whether that's going out for happy hour with your friends, but set up some small incentives for you accomplishing those milestones. Maybe you allow yourself to buy, you know, some type of gift that you wanted if you've gotten, you know, maybe a thousand words done on your book toward your book, or maybe you successfully journaled every single day this week, and you're going to incentivize it by buying yourself a new pair of shoes or something like that. But reward yourself. Okay, number five, and this is my last tip is have compassion for yourself. This is where we started. You know, procrastination is not laziness. 
It's a behavior caused by stress in our lives or some kind of unfounded negative belief about ourselves. And in order to break through that, we have to be intentional about our behaviors and not postponing stress, but being able to confront the discomfort of stress, whatever the task that we're avoiding is, but go ahead and confront it and not avoid it. All right. So if you tend to procrastinate, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Instead, ask yourself, could this be caused by uh, fear, anxiety, uh, maybe ADHD or any underlying issue, you know, and if so, then it's appropriate to seek a mental health consultation so that you can get some help with those things and continue to move forward in your personal development. All right. So in conclusion, most of us can relate to boredom, frustration, stress. These are the catalysts for procrastination. It's important to realize that putting off projects is not a moral failure. Instead, it's a very human tendency to avoid unpleasant feelings, to avoid discomfort. You know, if we find ourselves habitually procrastinating, we're likely caught up in an unhelpful cycle of a behavior that no longer serves us. And it doesn't help us toward our personal growth goals or our personal development goals. It's because we're delaying an activity to avoid stress. So avoiding never really helps us. So we have to kind of confront it. We have to look at it and deal with it. If we step back and consider the reasons we procrastinate, we can break this cycle. We can change our behaviors, try different approaches and find the strength to get it done. All right. So until next time, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.